Touche. Touche. Here we are. Hi. <laughs> You're so cute. Really? You are your cute. Thank you. You're cute. And when we were polling today, Beverly, and I was saying this, it's okay. She's fine. She literally. She, I know. Gets yeah. One second. When, we're kicking it. <laughs> when the microphone goes on. When the microphone goes on, she's on. My stage daughter. She's a stage daughter. She really knows when to kick it into gear. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sipping some kombucha. The cat's just living living her life. Um, when we were Marco Poloing. Mm-hmm. And I saw you were Marco Poloing from the gym, and you had that cute blue headband. Well, it was a scarf. Uh, it was a head bandana. It was a bandana that you had made into a headband. Uh-huh. And I was like, he looks so cute with that. Not everybody can like look actually cute in a bandana. <laughs> well, tell I us have a secret. Guess. Tell us the secret. Jeff. I'll never tell. tell us the secret. I think it's probably just I have a very broad head. And it just works. Mm-hmm. I have a very long face. Yeah. I have a very long face. And mine is round and circular. And you and you think we couldn't have gotten farther than we already are with the size of these heads, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, how That's has that true. Not they say us? all of the movie stars have big heads. How has that not served us? I don't know. I don't know. Is it all because they're, they're all super short and tiny? The people? I don't yeah, know. They're all that very, very I'm tiny. I'm just thinking of like when mm. you meet someone and you're just like you're smaller than me you know you meet like a a movie star and you're like oh you're actually smaller than me when i actually thought you were the size of that billboard outside of my like window i know it's like um when you see like i remember when jennifer lawrence was on um saturday night live Uh uh-huh and she was standing next to the the saturday night live regular cast members right and like she looked so much smaller than them. She was not tall at all. Uh-uh. And, but also like really thin, you know, and, and interesting. And then like, I've met subsequently, I've met those SNL cast members. And they're tiny people too. They're shockingly tiny. Yeah. Everyone's tiny. <laughs> like small, everything small. I also feel like they don't carry bags like I do. Like, you know how I rolled in here? Right. I rolled in here with, bags. I feel like famous people don't have, they have a phone in their pocket. Yeah. Well, they have assistants and they have people There's who, never bags. Yeah. But no one has like, no one ever walked, no one has a backpack. Here's the thing. Even if I had an assistant, I need my bag. I need my, like, <laughs> I don't understand, but they're also not carrying in tow their bag from like the entire day yeah, when they exactly. left Inwood and knew like, I'm going to be away from my home. They the leave it in the car with the driver. So they do have a, but do they have a bag of stuff from Dwayne sure. Reed? Well, <laughs> like, I don't know. Did they go to Dwayne Reed? Did they also stop at, then, then did they also pick up not one, but two microwavable meals that they were going to pop into their friend's no, microwave and mash together before they started their podcast? Without a doubt, they didn't do that. <laughs> but I did. But you really did. It was did. delicious. Yeah. I, I did, had you no mashed them that. together? I mashed them it together. It was a burrito it was and pad thai. It was fantastic. It was an enchilada oh. and pad thai. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you sauce showed Sauce on the outside. <laughs> sauce is on the outside, kid. And then I also asked for a half an English muffin, which you gave me. Yeah. Well, you just asked for bread. Mm-hmm. But it happened to be an English muffin. I absolutely needed to sop up every last element, every last bit of that enchilada. It's delicious. That Trader Joe, Joe enchilada, vegetable enchilada, is to die. 
Um, it's just beans. <laughs> my friend, her parents, she grew up in Bushwick, and her yeah. parents always used to be like, you look hungry. Have an English. Like an English muffin? Yeah. How interesting. You want an English? You want an English? Have an English. That's funny. English muffins, I don't think they were a thing when I grew up. I mean, we had them, but it wasn't. Eggo waffles were a thing. Right. But not English muffins. Well, Egg McMuffins come on an English muffin. I just don't. I don't know if. Or maybe for me, English muffins have just never been a thing. Do you know what they're kind of aimed at? Is what? like, um, I feel like they would often come into our house like when someone was on a diet. Are they considered a diet food? I think they're maybe like, in theory, better than a bagel or a a biscuit or okay. a piece of bread. I can see that. They've got sort of an aeration effect going on, mm-hmm. right? They've got some empty space. They're better than like a hamburger bun. They're better than a hamburger bun. I've gotcha. <laughs> I've gotcha. Yeah, this is this is this is key information. This is key information. Oh uh, girl, what is going on? What is new? For me? Yeah, just what's new. Nothing. Nothing. I would like to echo that. Nothing. <laughs> we both were saying how we haven't had an audition in a very long time. Mm-mm. And uh, also my star meter is rising. <laughs> yeah, and that's a bad thing. It's rising. It's ri- <laughs> my star meter is rising with each week. And I was like, what happened to that 7,000? And isn't it funny that 7,000 to me is like insane? I'm like, yeah. that's insane. It's still 7,000. I know. We're back up to we're back up to about thirty one right now. Good for me, you know what I mean. Thirty one thousand. Yeah. I haven't checked. That's so strange to me. Anyway, blah blah blah. What's strange? I don't know that there's so many projects and numbers and things and people out there. Like I was thinking the other day, there was a network. I was like, what? What is that? And I was looking to and and you brought up like the Pop Network because your show Nightcap was on that. And I'm like, there's so much. How am I not on one of these? This <laughs> Nadia is, Quinn was just saying the same it's thing. It's just so odd to me. I'm sort of like just for the fact of sheer numbers where it's like we need more bodies. Right. Not even like if I'm talented or good looking. Literally none of that. Just like right. we need more bodies, everybody. Right. So, oh, you're an actress? Get over here. I need this part filled because, geez. Right. We got all these shows. Yeah. You know? It's like how if you are – a famous man in Hollywood and you have abs, you will absolutely be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they need everyone. I think so. But I think so. Apparently they don't need women with abs though. Mm-mm, they really don't. They don't. Mm-mm. It's too bad. <laughs> they got their one Scarlett Johansson thing. They got her. Or now I guess that Alison Brie. Good for her. <laughs> I have extra abs too because I have an extended hernia. So I've got that gorgeous oh, also there's a woman named out. who's a witch. <laughs> it's oh, um, God, the 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 woman from Mary and Marcy. You know the Olsen oh, twins. Oh sure, sure, sister. sure, sure. Her. She's a witch. Her. It? Do you know what? When and I like because one time Wait, she was in Mary- a battle and she was wearing <laughs> a pashmina. She's a <laughs> witch. I was like, I was like, work wearing your pashmina. <laughs> <laughs> she gets to be a, Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, her name's so, Elizabeth Olsen. Uh-huh. You know, I actually don't mind her. I actually think she's a good actress. Yeah, me too. Um, but can I say when I see her in th- my mind, or you know, in an ad, or I see her, not like I see her around, <laughs> not like she's walking around Inwood with me. Oh, my auditions. <laughs> yeah, let me guess who I'm not seeing. I used to see like John Totoro. D- Totoro. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and excuse me, and like 
Maggie Gyllenhaal and Peter Sarsgaard and because they were at the co-op and I lived on the block behind me was John Totoro. Let me tell you what I don't see anymore. Celebrities yeah. in Inwood. And I kind of love it. There's yeah. so much that I love about there, but we can come back to Inwood because as Jim, Andrea's friend of the pod, told us in a polo, Touche podcast is like one giant um, ad for Inwood. <laughs> It really it's is. great. I can talk so much more about Inwood. I went to the cloisters. I keep kicking this. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, Elizabeth Olsen. Very important. So every time I see her, this is what comes into my head. <laughs> this is what comes into my head. Her whole life, she has gotten free stuff because of her sisters. <laughs> now, when I say free stuff, I mean like gift bags. I mean like makeup. I mean like clothes. And now she gets like everything from the row, which is their design, you know, their brand is the row. Like she by proxy has always gotten like, wait, did I use that phrase right? By proxy? Yeah, I think so. Whatever. She, I just picture like her going over to her sisters or her sisters coming by and just like dropping a bag on the floor, just like a giant Barney's bag or something and just being like, ugh, get this out of our face. Let's see. Even though she's older. But see, that's the thing, though. Because it's always been that way. Oh, she's older? Yeah, she's older. Oh, I didn't know that. Because she's always gotten all that free stuff, yeah. it means nothing. I know nothing means anything. Yeah. And this is what I've said this before, maybe in season one. I know we have our podcast is one long season. I'll say year one. <laughs> in year one, we're in year two. Of, we're in year three of this podcast? Yeah. Shit, girl. Yeah. It's nice to keep seeing you every week. <laughs> yeah. every other. Um, the, she, now I'm losing train of, my train of thought. I forgot what I was saying. She's oh, older. Terrible. Mary, Elizabeth Olsen, she's better because. <laughs> she's better because. Elizabeth Olsen is better because. And you said, I I said this, I know I said this in season one. Oh, I know I said this in season one. I Like gifting sweets, free things. It's my goddamn downfall. It's my downfall. Like I'm a grown adult and if I ever get to a point where they're like, just like anything you want in the store, I will, (laughs) (laughs) I will, I will implode in such a way that there's no hiding. That's the thing with me. There's no hiding my utter excitement over free gifts. Mm. It cannot be hidden. There's no grace. I have no idea if it will ever hit it. Hopefully it will hit a threshold for me. Mm-hmm. First of all, let's hope it happens. Mm-hmm. Second of all, let's hope I hit a threshold to where I can become like a human and not be a present monster. Right. Because I feel like around free things, I present monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've shared this. Many I times. love free things. Yes, who doesn't? But um, I do. I always am afraid that I'm going to look like de classe if what do you I'm mean? like, like I, I don't want to look like <laughs> some loser who's like give me everything and like i can't i want it all because also it's like it's one thing when it's like like a sexy lady who's like oh my god this is so fun i want to take it all but when it's just like me <laughs> people are like what what ew you don't deserve this get out of <laughs> okay, here okay fair enough also i'm not a sexy lady well i'm like, not saying I'm- that but <laughs> I wasn't trying to imply that you were the sexy lady. <laughs> what I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm in the same boat with you. I but you at least have a, a sense of like I can cover this up and try to be classy mm-hmm. where I don't have that. 
Right. It won't happen. I will be a monster slug sloth. Right. Like just consuming. Right. Like, even to the point where it's like free samples of like tied free and clear or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, like in little, like in like a folded, like sort of plastic thing. I did a commercial for Altoids once. I'd be a mess. Only online. And I (laughs) came back. With all of the Altoids. This is not an exaggeration. This is a legitimate (laughs) exact number. I had 57 tens of Altoids. (laughs) (laughs) There was like sour Altoids. Minty, ginger, cinnamon. Some were like the little minis, some were the big. I understand that so much. I really understand. Like, but I want to try them all. Yeah, I want to try the lemon flavor. Do you know what I mean? Where you're just like, yeah, give me the cinnamon and the lemon. Mm -hmm. But you don't really want that. But then when I was doing those Snickers commercials, (laughs) we had to go to this Mars convention. Oh, wow. And I really, I, but I, I didn't want to look like a crazy person because I was already dressed as a fucking pilgrim. So, because the Altoids thing, they were all just kind of out and nobody was looking. So I could be like, but then, but then with with the Mars, people were like standing, explaining each new product. And so so I had to be like, so I'd be like, yes, I'll have one bag of mint M&Ms, please. And you just wanted to be like, I want the case. Yes, I really did. And that's what it was with the Altoids. I would because they were in cases of I'm crying. Like five or ten or yeah. something. Yeah. And like like a carton of cigarettes sure, almost. Sure, sure. And oh, I would take the whole fuck. carton. Right, one hundred percent. You know it's funny, like if there were cigarettes, I'd take the free cigarettes too. <laughs> so you can hand them out. <laughs> if you ever get arrested. Because I would I don't know. If there was if someone was like, hey, free cigarettes, free cigarettes, I'd be like, one of my friends needs these. And I would give it. Isn't awful. that bizarre? What if it was just heroin, free heroin? Oh, well, then I would definitely get it. And then I would sell it and have some fucking money for one month. <laughs> Jesus. For one month. <laughs> I don't know what the going sale. I don't know. I don't think. I think heroin's pretty cheap, actually. Well, maybe if Cocaine it's professional high grade. Heroin? Medical heroin. I don't know if heroin is medical heroin. Yeah, opiates. KKK. is what I meant to say. I meant to say okay. Anyway, yeah. moving on from that <laughs> slip. Um, yeah, so no auditions. Real um, Elizabeth Olsen gets has gotten free things her whole life, has been over her whole life, and I can't the day that I get it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Look, here's yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. It, there's no new information. We both know that we should just be focusing on the things that are good in our life right now, right? We should, yeah. Well, yeah we and should. we should be not being like, life is about the destination. It's not about the destination. It's, not it's about, about the, the journey. Gift we should, we should be thrilled about the fact that we have a podcast. Thrilled and about it. We live in New York City. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. You have a new sweater. It's very okay, cute. Okay, we need to talk about this sweater. But- also, but just real quick, let me finish this point. Yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> discussing visual things on podcast is not the best. It's not the best <laughs> in the world, but it, we're going to give it a go. Okay. Next. Well, anyhow. Yeah. Sometimes, though, uh-huh. it does feel good to just scratch that self-pity itch. Of course. And be like, man, I ain't getting no auditions. Well, of course. But... Being grown adults who've been in this industry for a long time, we can't sit in it for too long. 
Mm-hmm. I'll speak for myself. I can't sit in it for too long. Sure. I can't. I got too many other. I can't. I don't think it's healthy too, but sometimes you. Sometimes you got it. it. I was trying to justify the fact that we were both. Bitching about not having gift. Not, not, or or about lamenting not having... about the 57 cans of Altoids at our disposal. Yeah. So if a famous person was like, I need 57 tins of Altoids, they would get it immediately, right? But see, a famous person wouldn't want 57 want tins that. of Altoids. They They're like, want I, I want a condo. I want to get it all out. No more. Right, I want I'm surprised you want all that free stuff. But here's the thing. I want to try the free stuff. I want to have it to give as gifts. It would be organized in a tin, in a thing somewhere. <laughs> want to give it as gifts? <laughs> yeah. I have, I want to give free shit as gifts. Like, if someone comes over, I want to be like, here, have... I like I, those were free gifts from a friend of mine. I brought you over a bag of nuts. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want all those bags of things, but I do because I'll want one of them and then I can use the rest to give it. But I'm not in a hoardy way. It's very like, do you I, know what I mean? Yes. I, you you're know very, you're very condoed. I'm very specific about what comes into my apartment. Yeah. That's why very I'm surprised. Because you'll often be like, hey, oh, I guess that's true. What do you mean? Like Go ahead. when we used to record at your house, yeah. every time I went there, you'd be like, Hey, do you want this thing? I don't want this thing. <laughs> what was it? Oh, you know, Just paper dolls of drag queens. Oh, right. Right. I was uh, like, here, take books, this. Right. Here, Vicky you want Lawrence this book. book. Right. I was like, yeah, here, take this. Um, yeah. Fine oils. Yeah. Try these things. Yeah. So I do like to share certain things. I'm like, oh, that's a good thing. I don't want to get rid of that thing. I'll give it to someone when they come over. Like a like a carton of cigarettes. Like a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> I have a couple friends who smoke. I have a couple friends. I think I have two friends who smoke. I have a friend who smokes, and she Marco Polo's me, and she's always she's smoking. <laughs> she'll be like, Good for her. What's all this smoke coming from? And then she'll just <laughs> the and then she'll be like, God, it's like my apartment's on fire. I don't understand what it is. That's funny. It is. That is really funny. Um, so seen anything good? Done? Read anything good? Any good shows? I saw Oklahoma doing? on Broadway, and I saw Hurricane Diane at the New York Theater Workshop. I saw the latter. So talk to us about Oklahoma. Talk to us about Oklahoma. Oklahoma on Broadway. So it is um, like a weirdo production that started at Bard and then went to St. Anne's. So you're not looking at your standard mm-hmm. glossy Rodgers and Hammerstein. It started at Bard, huh? Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, Sorry, who directed it? Oh, God. Hold on. I'll do it. I'll do it. Go ahead. Keep talking. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm doing it. I have the playbill. It's like right here. Here. Okay. Let's um, see. And... Somebody was just talking about him and saying that he has been like kicking around forever. And this is like such an exciting thing that he's doing this. Daniel Fish. Daniel Fish, of course. Okay. Um, and he's done like a lot of like in- experimental theater stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know. We know Daniel Fish. Yeah. Okay. So, so what did you think of the show? Um, in the end, I think I liked it. But like I've talked to a lot of people who were like, the night I saw it, I loved it. And then the next day I was like, I hated that. Interesting. And I'm actually the opposite where the night of the show, I was like, what? I don't know. Huh. And then as I was explaining it to Neil, I was like, oh my God, actually this was amazing. And then this, and then this, and then this. Interesting. And there's a lot of stuff that's like wackadoo. And I have to say some of the, like it's a little 
dour. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like there's, they've sucked a lot of the joy out of it. Right. Which I think it was like the vision, but every once in a while I was like, not every single line that was originally intended as a joke needs to be intended now as something dark and harsh. Right. Ado Annie still gets a couple laughs. Ann Eller still gets some laughs because it's Mary Testa. Um, Ado Annie's Ali Stroker, who I love. And um, Lori is Rebecca Naomi Jones, who I love. My friend Mallory is in it playing Gertie. It's good. Um, and they do some things that are like wild. Really? See, that's cool. Like, I love it. The Dream Ballet isn't a ballet. Well, it's like a modern ballet, but it's like, it's like modern dance. It's Uh, amazing. Really? I want to see that. Okay. Now I want to see it. It's amazing. I was told. There are points where you're like, wait, what? But then you're like, who cares? Like the woman dancing is like fierce and. That's amazing. Insane. She's wearing this shirt that says dream, baby, dream. Stop. (laughs) Um, I love that. It's great. And she's like this insanely amazing dancer. And they do all these, but then the, also like most of the time, the whole theater is in complete light where you can see everyone Ugh. and it's like old people looking at the playbill or checking right. their phones. And right. But then all of a sudden, like at certain points. It'll go dark. But I mean, completely dark except for like the exit signs. Interesting. And then other times it'll be dark where it's like the theater's dark or, you know, the seats are dark, but the stage is completely green. And right. It's weird. I do. But good. I do love when, um, I love when technical elements are, were really, were folk. I like weird lighting and sound choices. I do. I do like jumping out of our standard lighting, um, plots. Me too. (laughs) And I like jumping out of our standard sound. And I mean levels too, when I say that. Yeah. Like some real quiet shit that I haven't detected and has been doing some slow build for 25 minutes. Right, right. Or right. something that I'm just sort of like, ooh, that that hurt that hurt the gift a little. Gift meaning my ears. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I like that. And there's you know gunshots and stuff. It's good. It's it's intense. Like that part is really cool. I see it now. Uh, the person my friend who saw it said it was joyless and empty and they hated it. Well, that's what I meant about being dour. Sure, sure, sure. Like it's 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 dour. And it's one of those things where it's like, because you're seeing it on Broadway, you're like, what? Like, if you saw it at St. Anne's, you'd be like, right. yeah, I'm expecting Right, right. This. I'm at St. Anne's, of course. Understood. Understood. Or at Bard. Yeah. Understood. Understood. I really want to see it. If anyone needs to take me for free, I, you know how to find me. <laughs> Maybe some some gentleman out there needs a, a proper escort. Can you imagine? A some, proper gay gentleman. Some gentleman who's listening to our podcast might be a gay gentleman, probably. <laughs> I'm open to any kind of what anyone, how anyone feels their gender expression is. I would love to go see Oklahoma with you for free. You know where to find me. Real Jen Harris on the show, socials. Um, so I also saw Hurricane Diane. Also great. And also I, weird choices that I love. I loved it. It is one of my top 10 theatrical experiences. Ever? Ever. Oh my God. Ever. I don't want to spoil much because I felt like I was already starting to spoil Oklahoma. Oh, it closed. You're right. It closed. I mean, who knows if it's going to move to Broadway. It probably won't, but I surely think it deserves it. I absolutely loved Hurricane Diane. And I'm a big Lee Silverman fan. She directed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me. I'm a big Lee Silverman fan. Huge fan of hers. 
for me, and of course I haven't seen everything she's done, but for me, this was like a star directorial moment for her. If I may be so bold, again, I have not, if someone would be like, well, have you seen blah, blah, blah? And have you seen, I probably haven't. But for me, I felt like I was watching something that was so well cast. Yeah. But, and, and, and well-written. Yeah. But so well directed for me. I saw that and I was like, I know those performances and I know those performances could not have come out. And this is nothing against the actresses. They would probably agree with, I'm sure. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but to get those performances and make it as tight and sort of as seamless as it did. And it felt, and it didn't feel pushed to me. Mm -hmm. And those were some bold ass acting choices from everyone, everyone. And it did not feel pushed or forced or fake or funny or forcing the funny on me. Yeah. I, and they were each so, they were each so clearly distinct. Every character was so, I was like, that is a crafted, that is a well-directed performance from each one of them. It was stunning to me. The part where. And I want to play two of those parts in that show. Oh, which two? The, the neighbor, the like, she's more like, well, they're all neighbors. (laughs) The one who's. She's more she's more Jersey esque with oh, the brown yeah, yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. Why oh don't God. I have their names? Is it me? I I should know their names by heart. All of these actresses because they're tremendous. And the 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 lead the lead. Well, they're all leads, right, but the, the first woman. Right, right, right. I should. They're they're. I'm pulling them up as we talk about this because they were tremendous. I agree, and also podcast guest Becca Blackwell was on. And now was the lead of the show I mean, as Dionysus. Amazing, the titular character. They were so wonderful. They really were. And the best part about that show for me, and I started crying. You did so go hard when God. it was happening because no. it was so artistically beautiful. Was when they all like at the very end when the set starts breaking apart and they just go into that like truly like seven or eight minute long dance song moment. It was so it was amazing. It was profound. It was to amazing. Me. And as I was watching it, I was like, I want like I want my next show at Joe's Pub to have just some weirdo out of the blue bold choice like this. To just come and be like, okay, I'm not only doing this, but I'm putting the pedal down. I'm really doing this. It for me, what did you oh God, there's so much to say. You know what? I also gonna, loved all their hair in that scene. I love all their hair. You know what? I'm going to look up because the internet is pulling up their names. We're going to come back. We're going to take a little break, and then we are going to come back, and we are going to talk about a little bit about Hurricane Diane and the ladies who starred in it. Okay, we're back. Did you like that commercial? Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, you know what so I mean? Good at it every day. We did it right there, live in the studio every day. Um. Okay. I have Hurricane Diane. We have Becca Blackwell. We have Kate Weatherhead. We both know these wonderful, wonderful people. Okay. Michelle Beck, who is amazing. And what else did I see her in? Michelle Beck loves labor's lost at the public. I think I saw that. She's done a lot of Shakespeare. What else did I see her in? I did Love's Labor's Lost to the Public. It was clearly a different version. <laughs> um, I don't Although know Although I did go on an audition once where her. somebody from that play came in and was like, 
how do I know you? And I was like, we did a play. Stop it. You're kidding. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, she does a lot of classical theater. She was tremendous. Michelle. Yeah. Um, okay. Danielle, is her last name Scrogstad? 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 I guess. I mean, she really, she really did it for me. Yeah. I really lived for that. She was very funny, and I really love her. I loved the way she <laughs> and said I love that part. Diane I, too. Yeah. She was like Diane. Diane. I <laughs> I loved it, and you know it was funny because at first, at first, when I first like got a whiff of her on stage and she started, I didn't know if it was going to be too much for me. Uh-huh. And it wasn't, uh-huh. but it was that thing where you're like, is this going to be? And no, it wasn't. I truly, I didn't think it was too much for me either. She was fabulous. And I also love that part. And I love when I see a play and an actress and I, when I want, when I get jealous because I want to do it, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good stuff. Cause I want to do it. You know, uh-huh. she was great. Really great. And then Mia Barron who played Carol mm-hmm. also same thing. I want that part. She was so amazing to me. Right. Her, just the way her vocally, her vocal work in that play right. was, right. you cannot. <laughs> she, she would just mouth some of the words and like be in that. She would be almost whisper. She was, she was whispering some stuff and every, because the way that she did it and with her body and her movement, we got everything. I didn't miss one word coming out of her mouth. <laughs> and I don't even think some words came out of her mouth sometimes, but mm-hmm. I got it. And I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was such a brilliant performance. You need to throw everything at her. For in my for my book, for my money, that's a Lortel. That's a Lortel <laughs> right there. Becca, Mia, Danielle, throw it. Throw it. I mean, they were all amazing. New York Theater Workshop, they'll get Obies. Well, they need to get Obies. All of them need to get Obies because it was just truly wonderful. <laughs> and I thought the play was great. And, you know, for me, the play, I don't know if this was like the point. <clears throat> I know it was sort of like Dionysus coming down and like trying to get us back to our roots and our Baklavian, I don't even know, whatever, selves. I don't, I don't know. But I will say <laughs> Baklavian. It's a word. I, what I got from it was there was like, I think it's a Greek pastry. <laughs> it, that's baklava, baklavian, those who make baklava. Uh-huh. What I felt like, I felt a sense of, um, a very strong feminist, like whether or not the women wanted to go or not with Dionysus wasn't like the success or the not success of the play, you know, meaning like if the last character did or didn't end up going along with Dionysus really wasn't like giving over, giving in, wasn't really the thing for me. It was what their choice was. And also their like desires and needs to like, let go of this like standard town. And I felt a very strong sense of tapping into a woman's, um, sort of inner goddess sexual self that gets so put in a box and in a corner in our Mm -hmm. society. And I really got that sort of element from Becca. The like Becca's job, whether this is what Becca was doing or not, or the character was doing or not, I felt like their job was to acknowledge and tap into each one of these individual women's 
portal to their desires. Hmm. And I like was like, that's the shit, man. Right. I want a Becca going around to every woman in New York City tapping into their specific portal to like unleash and release their eclectic, vibrant, sexual being selves. That's what I got. Well, Becca better start in New Jersey. (laughs) Anyway, I just, I really, 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 really enjoyed it. It's great. Do you think it'll have a life beyond New York Theater Workshop? Hard to tell, isn't it? These days. No. Hard to tell these days. with Off-Broadway and ever. Ever. Who knows with anything ever? I know. Okay. Oh, excuse me. I'm belching up that enchilada slash pad thai moment. It's kind of good, though. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girl. Okay, so have you been, have you, have you been to the Cloisters? Again, another plug for Inwood. (laughs) um, I need to take you next time you come up. Yeah, okay. It's gorge. I have been, but I would love to go back. It's probably been 10 years. Um. I'd like to plug the Lori side where let's, I live. Let's plug the Lori side. Let's plug the Lori side. Uh, There's a donut plant. Uh huh. And a Kosar's bagels. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Trader Joe's. A, the pickle guys. That's right. A Trader Joe's. A Target. You have baby cakes. Uh, yeah. Which is a vegan bakery. Yeah. Which is delicious around the corner. And they're and they're redoing the Essex Street Market. I saw that. And did I see a new cinema going up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you know about that? It's a regal. What you know about that? Also some bougie um, Go <laughs> bowling <ahead>. alley. <laughs> a bowling alley? Oh, my God. Bowling alley. But you alleys. know what? I never see any celebrities when I'm walking around this neighborhood. Yeah, I don't know if celebrities live around here. Do they? Pat Field. There you go. Pat Field. That's right. Who's in your building. So it is Pat Patricia Field. It's not plural. Fields. Mm-mm. We cleared that up. I think that's Marshall Fields. I think it's Marshall Fields. But Pat Field. Does Marshall Fields still exist? Because the human or the the store? Let's assume the human's gone by he now. Is. He really is. Um, <laughs> I want to name an, a pet Marshall Fields. <laughs> I want to name a pet Marshall Fields. That's kind of... That's kind of amazing. Or if like I had two pets, I could name them Lord and Taylor. <laughs> I always, dumb. I really wanted to name Beverly Angela Lansbury. It's amazing. But what happened? I don't know. She was a Beverly. She was a Beverly. She was a Beverly. I would love to have two dogs and name them Lord and Taylor. <laughs> I, I feel like that's such a specific for a character that you would play, but not a person who you are. One of my dear friends, their dog is named Steak Frights. And that's funny that feels like something that, that you like would do steak frites yeah isn't it amazing i would say steak frites is it frites i don't know how it's pronounced hmm. you're right i i guarantee you you're right i don't pronounce things we all know this well i'm very very stressed about it because i once called it foe and someone was like it's fa. <laughs> wait what is that the food yeah wow and i was like but there's one in la there is one called 9021 foe stop <laughs> Are you kidding? No, I'm not. That's fantastic. And I was like, well, it's called 90215. And he's like, well, they did it wrong. It's 90215. I don't ever want to eat anything that's like pho. I know. It's like a real lame thing. Well, it's. I feel like I'm not getting anything for my money. Yeah. Would you like some pho? Not if I have to pay for that. It sounds like air. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It sounds like a Cheeto. Um, I forgot what I was just saying. Mm -hmm. Jeff's yawning. I think oh, you God. were talking about, oh, do you want to talk about how you got this new sweater? Who you got it from? 
so I wasn't here last week. I apologize for that. I went and saw Harry Potter, the musical experience, Madame Tussauds, The Ride. <laughs> what was that? Um, I, have, I had a great time. I thought it was great. Have you seen it? No. It was an all-day experience. The last time I did that was Angels in America was an all-day experience. I don't – I think next time we do these all-day experience shows, I would like to do one night and then the next night. Yeah. Like one night and then the very next night. I think I would like to do that. Not that I don't love – like I'm all in. Girl, I am an all-in person. <laughs> and it's kind of like just get it done. And I just – I noticed that like at some point I was like I – I'm tired and I've been sitting here all day in this theater and you know, you're close to people in the right. seats and I'm with my friends. I love it. But it's just like, Oh, I just, I need, I can't, I don't know if I can sit neck that close to people still for that long, right? All day long. And I was just like, I can't do this again. I enjoyed Harry Potter, the ride. It was, um, Azkaban, um, Prince of Thieves. It, <laughs> I, thought I listen I appreciate spectacle I appreciate props I really appreciate magic everyone knows I appreciate pyrotechnics I think that's great and I love to go for the experience so I do love like a theatrical live experience mm -hmm. I love people flying from the ceiling I love magic tricks I love props moving up and down I appreciate all that Moving parts. I like moving parts. Now, I thought the music that was all Imogen Heap was not right for me. <laughs> I, honestly, I was like, where's the live orchestra? And mm. it's not a musical. Right. But I thought. And I probably cannot afford it. And they would orchestra. never pay for that. But I feel like. If, they have a lot of money. Yeah. I feel like if there was a live orchestra with that, it would have been like heaven for me. Hmm. If they're just because the music was constant. And I thought it would have been beautiful if it had like live music it would have been beautiful, but it was this Imogene and heap stuff that sometimes just didn't work for me. Yeah. And maybe cause it was a recording and I just was like, I don't. And then hide and seek came in literally. And I'm like, what <laughs> really the lyrics and everything. You know, I was just like, no, that just made me go. I'm not doing that. I'm not. In so the music for me was hard. I really, for me, I noticed the music and I don't know if that was supposed to be intentional. I loved the, the transitions, which definitely were a thing. And the, there was sound cues with transitions, lots of capes being going. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually loved it. I thought the acting was good i don't think anyone it's just one of those shows where it's just like everyone's good and it's fine but it's not about the actors the performers or anything right. like that and you can see that it is a hard show for them to do right because everybody's moving a goddamn staircase right everybody's pushing a this that what have you <laughs> somebody told me about an older actor who's in it and he didn't realize that he had to do like that. move a st fucking staircase yeah <laughs> And then he was like, wait, what? we have to do that? They do everything. So it's a little like, okay. <laughs> and, um, but there was some stuff that was really, truly fantastic. And I think it's a lovely experience at the theater. Could I have used maybe five less scenes? Yeah. 
because it's written by a TV, a screenwriter, TV writer. And um, there's a, it's just a lot of scenes. So I think mm-hmm. there's probably like 10,000 scenes in total. And that's true. <laughs> there's like 10,000. That's 000 like when scenes. I watched Legally Blonde, the musical, and I was like so exhausted by the set, just constantly moving. Yeah, it's just, it's like, I was there's like this was a movie. So, it's not a stage play. <laughs> it, it's just, there's so, it's just, there's so many scenes that I'm like, and then, and I say to myself, I actually don't need all that information. There's a lot of information that was reiterated that I didn't need to come back to. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm like, actually, I didn't need another scene with the dad and the son. I didn't. I got it. <laughs> I didn't need to check back in with them. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, eh, we get it. So tell us about this sweater. Oh, sorry, sweater. So it's a yellow sweater with, what is this? Is this Lacoste? Yeah, or Izod. Izod. It's got the little alligator on it. And that is not my brand by any means of the whatnot, what have you. Like, like white boys tennis, you know, 80s thing is not my jam, but I will say this was hanging in my grandmother's closet and I was, excuse me. Oh, Jeff. Sorry. We're just yawning. I, sorry, everyone, but I saw it hanging in her closet and I said, I love that. And she goes, you can have it. I don't wear that. I was like, great. I took it. And that dress, which I posted a picture on Instagram and it's gotten more, more likes and responses than anything I've ever posted (laughs) ever more than New York is dead more than like anything I've ever posted. And, and Instagram is telling me this is reached 99% more than your other. And I'm like, shit, I guess I should put a dress on more like selfies are, are a, a real, um, like getter, but it's not even a selfie. It was a staged picture that my mother took. I know, but it's a picture of you. I know, but all of my Instagram pictures are of me. <laughs> look, Jeff. Look, it's all my face. It's all me. I'm scrolling right now. It's me and my face. It's a, this is my body in every fucking picture. Look it. Yeah. But no, this dress with my grandmother. Also that grand piano. Do you gag for her living room? Yeah. It is kind of like begging gay attention yeah it's a really good right that's my grandmother's baby grand piano you can go to my instagram right now and follow along with me and jeff as we scroll <laughs> through my instagram did you get any other clothes besides that i got that dress and i got this and i should take a picture of this i brought home one of my prom dresses Ooh. that's this gold long gold dress it's like silk and slinky it's kind of sexy and you can this still fit into your high school dress. You can throw in that high school. Pro- I mean, I was, I was probably a little bigger. Like I was a catcher, and I was. <laughs> you have to remember, I was a catcher. I was like, Woof. I was a little like, yeah, catcher, and it's probably some beer weight on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> in high school. Yeah, yeah, I drank in high school. Not, not, yeah, I drank in high school. Not too much, but I sure did. But I was a like, it's so gross, everyone. I was a Zima girl. Ew. <laughs> remember Zima? And you'd throw a Jolly Rancher in yeah, that thing? I do remember that. I was definitely a Zima girl. Isn't that the most? Good for me. Yeah. Just like six packs of Zima. Yeah. There were definitely the women like that in my college, too. Zima. And I was like, oh, I wish I could be like them, but I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> so you didn't have a Zima? I would in private. I, Azima was my favorite because it just was like a sprite. Yeah, exactly. 
I loved I couldn't Azima. really tell you what the taste was like. No it idea. Sounds, sounds it like felt Sprite. spritey. Do people still have Zimas? Like if we went to a bar here on the Lower East Side, would there be a Zima offering? Definitely not a bar. But you might be able to find one like in, in a, a store. store? Mm-hmm. Like a Zima. God, you know, I wish I drank. I mean, I don't because I don't. We all know I don't drink. But if I drank, I'd really pull. I'd really be like, let's get some Zima, Jeff. <laughs> and and I'd be Zima. like, I don't have the points. <laughs> really? I don't oh, have the Weight Watchers points. I don't have points. the Weight Watchers points. But Weight Watchers is going, you're looking very thin. I'm getting worried. Thank you. <laughs> I want to, everyone to just be super concerned. Super concerned about, you know, you're looking cute, girl. You're looking cute. Well, I am trying to get exercise every day. I'm trying to watch what I eat. I'm meditating twice a day. I'm doing my morning pages. And I am um, trying to feel gratitude for the journey that I'm on. Can you explain to our audience what morning pages are? Because I think this is important. And I'm sure a lot of Everybody knows know. what morning pages are. I don't think like my mom does. I don't think some people who are listening to this knows what morning pages are. Morning pages are just sort of like a, <laughs> a writing meditation. It's just like journaling and where you write three pages front and back. It comes from the artist's way. And you're just supposed to free write. You're not supposed to think. You're just supposed to write whatever comes out. Right. And um, it's sort of like a way to, in the artist's way, which I'm not doing my like, other things for artist way. I'm not doing like artist date and stuff okay, like that. Okay. But um, in theory, it should be like flushing out. I don't know. Flushing, flushing out. it out. Yeah. Like, so that it's like you're opening up a, a channel into your creative. And there's something about also like, I've heard that once you get, once you, the reason that's that far is that there's something about that length where by the end you're starting to write things that you might not even Sort of have in your consciousness, but because you've got the junk out by then. So when you say three pages front and back, it's like front, back, front, back, front, back. I think so. Okay. I think that's what they say. God, I don't remember it being that many, but I could have been, listen, I could have misread and just gone like one, two, three, bye. Well, also, Neil was like, no, it doesn't have to be any length. It was, it's just, and he's like done the artist way, done like, I'm getting this from a podcast that I was listening to with Julia Cameron, but I haven't the read writer. The writer. Right, but I haven't read the book in Perhaps. Yeah, by 10 years. I think front back, front back, front back sounds like might as well get the junk out. Yeah, I don't always do the front back, front back, front back. I sometimes will be front back, front back, front. <laughs> or front back, front back. Sometimes it'll just be front back. Sometimes it's like ring ring. Oh, I have to talk to this person. <laughs> yeah, or sometimes it's just like because you're supposed to meditate before you have any food. And then you're supposed to write before you really have any sort of like communication with anybody. Right. And I'm like, I got a husband. I got to talk to honey. (laughs) I don't. So I'm very, that's true. There must be some type of allotment for a partner that you wake up next to that you can speak to. There must be. Yeah. And also I'm just like, "Uh, I'm doing this for me, I'm, I'm going to do it the way that it suits me. Because I've actually talked to another friend and she's like, you know what? I don't do morning pages in the morning. I do them in, in the afternoon. And that's it's for me and my body it. clock. That works that's better. That's how it is. Yeah. And I don't think any, Julia Cameron would like turn away from you and like disgust. Yeah. Um, let's see. We question, got this new printer. Oh, let's see. And so I printed that off my That is a nice script. printer. That's laser. That's nice. It's a laser printer, which by the way, is cheaper than an inkjet now. I don't know what happened. I don't know what 
any of it. I nipped the oldest printer in the book. Anyway, this is my pilot. This is hot. And so now hot. I have, I've, I, after my class, my teacher, who I cannot recommend enough, take a class from Matthew Starr. Matthew teaches, Starr. He teaches at the pit. It's an amazing pilot class. He's so great. I truly cannot say enough about him. It was so good to have deadlines. Anyway, I'm going to go through and I'm going to mark this up with my red pencil because he suggests keeping it in a in a box, you know, metaphorical. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> for two weeks and then, you know, get away from it. Don't think about it for two weeks. So I've been working on other things. And then to go back through with an actual pen yeah. on a printed copy, make markings, and then retype it all in so that every single joke you're reconsidering, every single plot mm. point you're thinking about, you're not just being like going to go in. It also really helps with typos, he said, which makes sense. Interesting. You know, I'm very inspired by you. You've really, this, we're only at the end of March here mm -hmm. and you have really put your intentions on the floor. Now yeah. uh, let's, let's go back to what was your intent? You had create. Yeah. And was there another one? Um, There's another one. Um, I don't know. I think something about getting money, but that hadn't happened. Prosperity. <laughs> yeah. Prosperity. I think. I think create was the big one though, right? Mm -hmm. And I had create, but you had a very strong, gentle suggestion for me that was, was it, shoot, wasn't it like peace? <laughs> like something like ease or something like that? What was it? You were like, I'm going to gently suggest that we like, remember, it was just like, you need like stability, ease oh. or peace or something or calm or yeah, maybe comfort stability. or something. Stability, stability. I don't, we're not there. We're not there, but we're not there. But I do, I am in an apartment that yeah. I am subletting, yeah. which is semi-stable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So kind of. Exactly. I don't know. I do enjoy, I am starting to enjoy it more and more. It's a beautiful apartment in a beautiful location. It is a beautiful apartment. And Gotta get that a art beautiful up. location. It's difficult. It's up there. It's like a bit of a hard commute, but that doesn't mean that it's impossible. And mm -mm. there are lots of people who have way worse commutes. This is true. I mean, and when I drove here, when I drove to Brooklyn last Saturday, it took me 30 minutes door to door. Yeah. I walked out of my apartment and I had to go to Park Slope mm -hmm. and it took me exactly 30 minutes. Where are you parking Kevin Costner these days? Kevin Costner is now up across the street on my block. I'm coming because as we all know, I live in coming and semen um, uh, is on coming street. And uh, today I just switched it from the Monday to the Tuesday spot. Oh wait, from the Monday to the wait, I'm confused. Uh Oh no, it was on a Tuesday spot and I put it on the Monday spot. After Monday ended, after the, like Monday spot, but um, Jerry and April. Have I brought up Jerry and April? So Jerry is a gentleman who lives in my building and is consistently outside. And when I say consistently, I mean I don't think I've ever. Only when I've come home super late has he not been there. Jerry hangs out outside with his dog April. Oh, April is very old, <laughs> and a little white mop like a little old mop uh -huh. and she is very old and she drags her butt, like her hind legs don't like the knees don't really work. They don't have knees, 
whatever the highlight is it knees whatever that like bends legs uh-huh. hers are like ugh, they're Hits, like super maybe. weak whatever her hips are gone i don't know <laughs> but she she's got real janked hips and she kind of drags her butt a little bit uh-huh. and they're constantly out there and jerry talks to me every day and jerry watches kevin costner and keeps an eye on kevin costner Aww. every day and he's like i'm keeping an eye on kevin and he has a fanny pack and i mean a fanny pack from like 78, 1978. Right. You, you told him that his name is Kevin Costner. Oh yeah, sure did. <laughs> and I said my old one was Daniel Craig. Yeah, of course. Does he? Is he like? You have a motorbike and a car. Yeah, but up there, that's not a thing. Like with people, you know, everybody kind of has a car up there, mm. which is great for parking because they also drive their cars around. Right. They don't just like in Park Slope, they all have a car and then they leave it and then they leave to go to their upstate home on the weekends. And then the car is there all week, you know, the spots are always opening up because everyone's driving their cars. I haven't had a problem. I've only had to drive around a little bit. I honestly haven't even ventured far a couple blocks and I find a spot and I'm like, all right, easy. (laughs) So that's been good. That's That's been good. Um, I'm really excited about that, about, about your pilots. So you've been doing a great job. Uh-huh. And stability. I mean, I have um my friend, I don't want to say it yet because it's not for sure, but my friend uh had written a a, a friend of the podcast. When it's for real, I'll bring it up. Um wrote a film and I had him condense it to a short and I'm going to produce his short and we might have the money knock on wood to go shoot this short and that would be like the next 2 months hardcore if right. that comes through this week then it's like okay i have my focus for the next two weeks right. uh, two months uh-huh. um and i i'm really looking for and it's no, nothing that pay like it wouldn't pay me anything sure but but i'm so excited about it if it happens i'm so excited about it <laughs> bless you uh that's something that's great that, that would, would make like me so happy a focus that would make me very happy that would be very exciting so hopefully that comes through other than that, we're seeing Jim tonight. Yep, we're seeing Jim Andrellis at the Public Theater. We cannot wait. At Joe's Pub. Cannot wait. And, yeah. we, you know, we want to know what you thought of Hurricane Diane in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, what did you think? What did you think of Hurricane Diane in Oklahoma? What did you think? What did you think? What did you think? Tell, us what you th- Tell us what you thought of Hurricane Diane in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry I wasn't here last week. You had. You I had, had to go, things. and I had a funeral. I had to do the things. Yeah, it did. So, um, we're we're still doing it. We're still trying to we're do all the trying. things. We're still trying. We're still not completely finished. No, but we're trying. We're trying to meditate every day, mm-hmm. and we're going to see what happens. There might be a breakthrough there. Mm-hmm. I don't think it happens on day one. The meditation stuff. No, I think there. The breakthroughs just kind of come later on, or maybe you ease into them. You know. Uh huh. I'm hoping. I'm hoping by the time we record next week's podcast, I'll have inner peace. Mm, I bet you'll reach your potential. I'll bet I'll reach my potential financially by the next time the podcast comes around. I'll tell you, as a projector in human design, what yeah. I'm really waiting for is an invitation. Girl, I will invite you anytime, anywhere. 
You're I'm, invited to Inwood anytime. I, I no, I know that. And there's <laughs> such a thing as open invitations. I'm talking about an invitation for mm. the possibility to create. Mm, too but until shy. then, I'm just working hard on my own things. Oh, touche, it's working for you. Yeah, and touche, I'm producing a short. Touche. Touche. <laughs> <laughs>